Christmas. What do you get for Christmas, Dylan? I got a bag of poo. I wanted to say not jizz, and I <laughs> went with poo. I like it. Here on the rest of the review, if it's not jizz, it's poo. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that rhymed. Mm, that's part of my Christmas poem. And on the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave, gave to, to me. me poo because it's not jizz nice then she gave me a lariat shut up you're fat <laughs> you're fat everyone's uh, fat also update on the shut up you're fat do you know where he got that from because i learned it up researching a upcoming or i don't what? remember where we are either way in the research of the ahmed johnson episode i did watch a okay. lot of jim Cornette videos mm-hmm. do you know where barry darso got the shut up you're fat no from Big cat Ernie Ladd. Oh, yeah. Who called Barry Darso Fat Barry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> fat Barry. Oh, <laughs> he's in Demolition and they called him Fat Barry. <laughs> that, I, yeah, I think I saw that clip too when I was Fat like, Barry, come oh. sit under the learning tree. <laughs> I think that was what I realized. was like, wow, we got to get a really loud episode going on. <laughs> Fat Barry. <laughs> you know the reason that he used to make Bill Watts drive him around New Orleans and go, now I can tell all my friends I got a honky limo driver. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jim Cornette, who is a very active in the Democratic Party and whatever else. Um, and then he does like just the <sighs> most offensive black the impression of black people. We're right? we're tipping it for an upcoming episode because we have a lot to get through. Because, oh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. today we're talking about one half of the chair swinging freaks. Balls, Balls Axel, Mahoney. Balls, Balls Mahoney. Guys, it's Christmas. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you sitting under the tree? I assume everyone sits under the Christmas tree. Right? Are you guys sitting under your Christmas tree? It's the you only. You guys way you have a well placed mistletoe over where your mom is, and you're <laughs> kissing your mom or whatever, or however that works. I don't know. I don't do the mistletoe thing. My family aren't fucking perverts. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't hang mistletoe, so family members have to fucking stroke each other's titties and dicks. I'll go one further. I've never been anywhere that has had mistletoe except for sitcoms with a weird yep. creepy guy who's like, mistletoe head case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yeah, I've seen the shitty mistletoe joke done in high school, and then people were like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kissing you. No. I think this one kid, Paul, it was this other guy, Mike's younger brother, Paul, who, in hindsight, nice names, was clearly a closeted gay man. Yeah, because he was so like aggressive about like asking girls out and would do it in front of everybody. But every once he came with mistletoe and was like running around the halls, being like, "Who wants to give me a smooch?" I remember he yelled <laughs> that once, and it was the first time I ever like, I think that young man is definitely a homosexual. <laughs> How old were you? I was seventeen. That was my last year of high school, and he the was first time you noticed gay guys. It's the first time I noticed like gay guys that weren't you know actually gay people like just someone who was like oh you haven't you haven't come to grips with this yet but also it's canada and more specifically it's ottawa where there were a lot of secret gay guys like i knew a lot of ottawa is a is a for those you know i mean a million times talking about it but ottawa is the capital of canada yeah so there's a lot of bureaucrats there and uh, boring people, and then boring people have kids that think the rules don't apply. Yeah, and there was a known thing that all over the Ottawa River were these, like, basically these parks that were on the river that were, like, completely, like, 
cut off from sight by thick, thick trees. Yeah. And it was just known that gay men went to go fuck there and then went back to their families and were called secret gay guys. And it was passed down from generation because Norm MacDonald talks about it on Conan O'Brien. <laughs> and he grew up in Ottawa and it was like, yeah, the secret gay guys and they drive around in like cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would <laughs> the have secret gay guys. They would have a lot of times they would have sex at the back of Parliament Hill too cuz you could go down and there's a park right on the river where there's all these yeah. cats. Now that I now that I think about it, every single like every single oh <laughs> gay guys have sex there, there's always a hill. Interesting. That's a great point. Halifax, Nova Scotia, Citadel Hill. Do they have a lot of gay sex on Citadel Hill? That, apparently. Yeah, that makes I sense because they lost the war. That's what happens. Are you serious? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming that maybe they, I don't know, also maybe two guys kissed there once and then a guy who <laughs> wore a moose hat was like, they're fucking gay. Oh. The fucking gay guys are in the hill, boys. Do not be confused. Let's when go I say to the bar and go to the car. <laughs> a lot of gay... I'm sure in 10 years, there were nine acts of sodomy in public <laughs> in that area. And 47 well, acts of, say hetero- sodomy. of heterosexual... disgusting. Dick to pink sex. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Outweighed the sodomy. 20 to 1, but still. Secret, I would say this. Secret gay say, guys. I would say half the ox- acts of sodomy heterosexual in nature oh you know what i'm gonna agree with that four you've ever been pegging in a park i don't know if anyone's ever been pegged in a park that's a lot of admin to to sort out après you gotta gotta be pretty comfortable in a park to be pegged (laughs) and also the girl has to be like forethought of like bring the strap on yeah bring like the various accoutrement lube What's the accoutrement in the lube? Well, like you have the dildo, and then you have the whole thing that you strap on, so then the girl can wear I the. I thought strap that would be like one pay. thing. No, I think it's two separate items. From what I've understood from my lesbian friends, it's it can be two. You can swap them out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that makes sense. You shouldn't just have one dildo. Well, I would assume that they would because you know that the sex toy manufacturing has come forward so much as much yeah. as smartphones has in the last ten years. <laughs> Just the like, just the fact that dildos don't even look like penises anymore. They're just like weird trees. Yeah. Ooh, I. It's an oompa loompa that will make you come. <laughs> oh, this this is not a pink fern. This is a dilder for Balls Mahoney's wife. Jesus. How many of your girlfriends' dildos have you seen? Sucked all. <laughs> I remember one. I don't see and not taste. <laughs> taste like you again. Oh. Just one girl in particular who I will tell you off mic when I she brought it out one time I was like, "Good lord, there's no competing with that, is there?" <laughs> Maybe it's a halfway in. It looked no, it looked like a mixer for a like industrial cake factory. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that. I've always had just like a co- the ladies have accompaniment things. Oh, like a nice a nice bead. Yeah, thing? a buzzer yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it just looks like uh I don't know. Uh, USB key. That's what the that everyone else. That's what it's been. One situation was you're the only one who has the like stereotypical stand-up comedy girlfriend who's like, "Is is this a dildo or a leaf blower?" It wasn't even. It was. It was. It was too futuristic to be a leaf blower. <laughs> Just looks like some alien, non-sexual thing. It could have been a weapon in the Star Trek universe. <laughs> 
I'll just, tell you who else who uses weapons. Balls Mahoney. Segway. Segway. All right. Why do you guys talk about dilders for a long time? And then uh, we're talking about Balls Mahoney on Christmas. That doesn't make sense. Well, we're going to skip right ahead to the good stuff and then get to shitty Balls Mahoney's. Yeah. Oh, ECW. Oh, his gimmick is he's. Oh, he got fat and he looked healthy and then skinny and then looked very unhealthy. And yeah. the only oh, Bill, Balls Mahoney. What kind of pills does he take? He doesn't even know. Scratches the label <laughs> off with a razor blade and figures it out while he's driving. <laughs> is that a is that super thin guy? Why is that skeleton wearing weird, dirty rags? Oh, is the, the bassist from Corn take up pro wrestling? Is yeah. that Balls Mahoney? What's Fred Durst's shit doing in the ring? <laughs> uh, Balls Mahoney's highlight of his career was in at uh, in your house. Seasons beatings. Whoa. Boo. And it's kind of sad because this legitimately was. Balls Mahoney talks about this in many interviews. But he did not. It's not that he didn't want to be an ECW wrestler. He just wanted to be WWF wrestler so badly and wanted to make money so badly. He got he was trained at the Monster Factory. Um, with Chris Candido, actually, mm. um, he was like the main heel. He played like a he played a Arabic heel. Yeah, it was Abdullah Singh or Butcher yeah. Singh or something. Yeah, basically they were trying to build him up to a watered down version of Abdullah the Butcher they could bring yeah. to the Fed. Because he did, he had a bat. He had a, he kicked out of Abby's finisher, which is like unheard of. Yeah, because Abdullah's finisher is. He just threw eleven forks in your eyes. <laughs> he kicked out. What of is Abdullah being the, stabbed seven times? What is what is Abdullah the butcher's finisher? It's like the sickle or something. I, uh, I'll look that up right now. Yeah, because the thing with Abdullah the butcher is you don't ever think of him having any wrestling moves. Also, by the way, guys, there's a bunch of now interviews with Abdullah the butcher on YouTube. And it doesn't stop being funny, that guy talking in his nasally voice with these creased fucking scars on his head. <laughs> he just seems like a nice man. Yeah, he's just like a nice gentleman from Windsor who happens to have a incredibly uh, contagious blood disease. Like, But he's 75. I mean, we're not going to talk too much about Abdul the Butcher. No, we're going to talk about Balls Mahoney. Guys, we're getting into this. So, Seasons Beatings, I believe it's 1995. In fact, it is. Uh, oh, uh, Savio Vega comes to the ring to uh, to uh, s- uh, hand out gifts to the crowd while the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase is in the ring. By the way, 1995 is the year the WWF deserved to go out of business. It's the Sudanese meat cleaver, which is just like a running elbow to the throat. Oh, of course. I knew it would be something like, it's a Sudanese meat cleaver. I honestly, I think it's better than, uh, I think that's better than a lot of old guys finishers. Just a running elbow, why not? Oh, yeah. It's still around. Probably better than the code breaker, which just annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, I don't understand why it's like, oh, he he jumped on his back. Yeah, the guy's dead. No, but that's not knees. what wrestling's about. <laughs> the knees are up. Not Chris Jericho's well padded knees. Oh, good god! <laughs> so, it's probably more toxic to touch Chris Jericho's incredibly fucking spray tanned chest. Oh yeah, it makes you hard, mate. Too, I'm harder than the Christmas tree. The listeners are listening under. Savio Vega walks the ring with Ted DiBiase, literally just laughs into the microphone. Yep. It's the most disgusting. Like, everyone talks about now wrestling is boring. 95 wrestling was the worst. Yeah, but it was boring, yes. But at least, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. At least it made logical sense. Oh, you're right. This makes complete logical sense because Savio <laughs> Vega gets in the ring and. Uh, 
Ted DiBiase keeps going on about how everyone has a price, everyone has a price, everyone has a price. Oh, really, Ted? You've never brought that up before. He gets in the ring. Savio is a Don't com- make this about Ted DiBiase. Savio is accompanied by Santa Claus, who... He's that they're giving out presents to the crowd. Yeah, who the... Fa- and by the way, Ted DiBiase does say at one point, you think Santa Claus is real, he's not, and then realizes what he's said and like his backpedals, and it's the best thing ever. Or Vince McMahon says it on commentary. Someone says it where it's like, did you just say Santa Claus is not real? That's so good. Then there's this big sort of preamble where... Ten-year-old Dylan Gott was crushed. Um, I was shaving and I also was like, Santa's real. Yeah. Santa's real and he's going to win the intercontinental belt from men. Here's a question. Did your mother ever tell you Santa was not real? No, my mom has yet to admit Santa is not real. (laughs) You should make casual... You should make casual uh, uh, comments towards the fact you still think Santa's real. I I've been, I've but open- you're like mom. Oh, yeah, cool, because Santa's coming. So I've openly said to her, I know Santa's not real, and she's like, well, that kind of talk is going to affect you around Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still get presents from Santa? No, it's now just like my mom will be like. Hey, listen, Santa needs to come. I want to go to bed. So can you leave the room? <laughs> <laughs> you know, my mom still does not like me staying up late on Christmas. Like, she's just not a fan of it. No, yeah. No. She's like, go to bed before me because Santa's coming. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're a 31 year old man who's balding and you complain about your knees <laughs> and Santa's coming. Yeah. Honey, go upstairs with your girlfriend and have some of that unprotected sex you like. <laughs> Quietly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it disturbs Santa. Yeah. I'm going to... Please remove the bell garter from her thighs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Carry All right. Handing out presents from Santa. Handing out some presents from Santa. Ted Dewey goes on about how everyone has a price. And then Santa Claus attacks Savio Vega. And it turns out the million dollar man bribed Santa Claus. And thus debuts Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Who, like, all right. And this is, you feel bad for a guy when he gets a big break and this is it. Yeah. And Balls Mahoney, I mean, you look through the lens now. The guy's 6'2", 300. They're going to find something for him. He's in good shape. Like, And it's also like he could have been a – give him the fucking Brooklyn, Brawl, Brooklyn Brawler type gimmick. He's the Philadelphia Fister. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Just like just anything. Like uh, anything that's not <laughs> he's Santa Claus. But they c- – fucking committed they, they gave him oh my god you watch the match he comes out to like this full regalia yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in a santa claus outfit isn't they, that theme song like yeah but yeah yeah um he comes out in black and red he's from the south pole yeah and beats the tar out of fucking scotty too hottie and wins and like he could have been a bruiser but it was like one of those things where it's like kane Glenn Jacobs got the luxury of it was Dr. Isaac Yankum and then they found Kane for him. Yeah. They just never found the other thing for Balls Mahoney. And unfortunately, then Balls Mahoney found Pels. So here's the thing about here's the thing though. And this is something that I don't that wrestling fans have lost, I think. Is you think about like ECW and you think about some of the people that were the bigger like Stars in ECW, and all right, so like pillars, not pillars, but ECW. But all right, here, 
Balls Mahoney, there's literally two years previous when he comes in ECW 97 as the chair swing and freak, whatever. Yeah. Literally two years previous, he was evil Santa. And then Raven pretty much stops being Johnny Polo and then starts portraying like grunge man. Yeah. He starts portraying the wrestler that Paul Heyman would have been if he wasn't the worst, the least yeah, in shape If he man wasn't ever. a balding egg. Yeah, if he wasn't a balding ostrich egg. <laughs> He's a balding rock and he has no talent. I. All right. Would you say I w- would you say Xanta is the worst gimmick you've ever seen? No, Mantar is still the worst gimmick I've ever seen. I would say Xanta's worse than Mantar. You could do cuz Mantar the- in their defense stuff like Mantar had kind of worked like I'm speaking I know I agree the stuff like Mantar kind of worked. But specifically Mantar Explain Mantar for the people at home. He's half man, half cow. <laughs> it wasn't cow. Okay. It was Minotaur. M- Minotaur, but it was cow. <laughs> it, he mooed. The theme song had mooed. <laughs> All right, so this is Mantar's theme song. It starts with a fucking moo. That doesn't sound like mooing to me. That sounds like a wildebeest screaming. Let's listen. Oh, it's a wildebeest. Okay, that the middle part had mooing in it. Yes, yes. There's mooing in it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was something that like that was real bad. The thing was Santa Claus, which is if they wanted to get that guy over with that bad gimmick, they could have. They could have pushed past it. He could have done stuff with it. They go There's from being, no way he could have. They go from being Santa Claus. So they just call him Santa. And then they call him like Johnny Xanta or something like that. You know what I mean? J- Johnny Xanta. I don't fucking know what Vince McMahon was thinking. I don't know why they didn't just fucking have the guy who was portraying San- uh, Santa Claus at In Your House beats up Savio Vega. And then his name is, oh, it's Chris Mahoney. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to hear Santa Claus. Oh, God. <laughs> First of all, if any of you haven't seen Balls Mahoney as Santa Claus, he just looks like... He just looks like... He looks like what you think. He looks like a homeless pervert. Yeah, he looks like a mall Santa on New Year's Day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping the outfit on still. Yeah. It's time to fuck. You can keep my last paycheck, but I'm keeping the pills I took. (laughs) All right. There you go. There's the evil part. So fucking evil. Oh, God. But that's... He wrestled three matches. It was never sort of heard from again. And oddly to the point that they don't bring him up as like, can you believe this shit they did? They don't even talk about that. I think there's something... It might have been Vince's idea, maybe. Oh, it was definitely Vince's idea. Yeah. I never had a goddamn Christmas, so neither do anyone else. (laughs) But... What's the thing? It seems like the type of thing where, it, all right. So it, it, let's say it's Vince. You do like, know Vince McMahon notoriously likes Thanksgiving, but doesn't like Christmas and doesn't understand why they have to stop working. What? You fucking heard me. <laughs> he doesn't understand why they have to stop working. Doesn't like it. He likes Thanksgiving. Doesn't like Christmas. You understand that it's basically a cult of personality dictatorship that is a company that people watch, and then this man is that like everyone talks about. They're like, fucking hates Christmas. It's like this is so weird. 
That's terrifying. Why? But he loves Thanksgiving because a lot of native people died. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, Balls and run basically ruined. It's the saddest thing ever. And even, you know what, we're going to talk about Here's it. Here's the other thing, though. He's been now wrestling for nine years already. Like yeah. He's 24. Seasoned he's like pro. And this is how his fed run went. That was not even a good fart. Yes, it was. It was great. That was almost a shit. Did you know he was in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? I didn't know that. Um, it's very you know interesting, by the his, way. What was his character? See, it was something racist. Nope. Boo Bradley Jr. Oh, yeah. He was Boo, He was the inspiration of, from To Kill a Mockingbird. Fuck you, Cornette. But the thing that's very interesting is Smoky Mountain and ECW, it's basically the same roster. They just used yeah. them in different ways. Yeah. And ECW was more on the zeitgeist. Can't believe I'm saying zeitgeist on a wrestling podcast. More on the zeitgeist. And so it worked more and was looser and appealed to more fans. Yeah. But minus the Rock and Roll Express and the Heavenly Bodies, ECW and Smoky Mountain, essentially the same roster. Yeah, but that's what Cornette wanted to do was just he wanted to do Southern Wrestling, goddammit. And he still does. Who? Roman Reigns. You put that that goddamn man as yes, Ray Roman now. He Ray Roman can't. and he fucking, he fucking doesn't fuck anybody. That's why he's good. Um, He's a virgin. Like me. You promote him as a virgin, goddammit. I, um, before we, we're going to take a break in a second, but I just want to say this before we enter the ECW and the rest of Balls Mahoney's face. Mm-hmm. It's so sad that this is eight years into this man's career, and looking back, you're like, oh, this is what broke him. This is, like, this is when the drinking started, and it I'm never assuming- stopped. Because he did make it back to the Fed with the ECW runs, but the other problem he made No, he made it back to the Fed. He made it back. I want. I want to talk about that af- after the break. Um, like about. I would also why is Fedron is oddly great. Um, I would also say he's the weakest wrestler of his, the tag team he was in, which is no, that's not true. I would think so. I'm not even. Close I find Axel a much more endearing performer to watch the shit get kicked out of. Yeah, but Balls Mahoney was like actually kind of athletic. Oh really? Was he? I think you're wrong. Boom. Oh, hey everybody. Figure out what's gonna Go happen with albums. this crazy. Argument Dylan after the break. Johnhastings.com. Rate and subscribe to the Wrestler Review. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestler Review. Remember, every other podcast sucks my asshole. What a delightful promo on a Christmas day, no less, Dylan. Oh my God. Can you believe we're recording this live so everyone can hear it on Christmas Day? Uh, we are outside the North Pole, just challenging Santa to a fucking fight. But yeah. get the fuck out here! We both had sex with Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Guess what? She loved it. Oh, she has a fucking uh, dry old cunt. Oh my God! She has a dry old. Oh, she cunt. doesn't. She's There's a lovely woman. She's considerate to all of our needs. There was dust in it when I stuck my dick. In it. Oh, Santa, if that is your real name. Okay, so here's what he does. So he's a independent wrestler, and then he does what all independent wrestlers do. In Which is buy jean, jean shorts. He buys jean shorts. Jean shorts and some Spanx, gets himself a corn t-shirt, and heads to Uncle Paul's house and checks that bounce. Yeah. 97. So he comes in, much like me moving to the United Kingdom to do comedy. <laughs> After it's good, <laughs> and he's just but no. That ECW is still all right at this point. That's true. This would have been, 
this would have been shortly after barely legal, no? Yeah, he comes in right straight after. He's a good influx of talent as they're heading as they lose Raven because that's the thing is they lose Raven. Mm-hmm. The Dudley Boys now need a lot of foils because they're becoming the biggest heels in the company, and it's mm-hmm. this weird thing that ECW did, which I actually really liked and was a good territory move. Which is like they would put a tag team title match on at the end and be like, this is what everyone wants to see. Because the fucking Dudleys in ECW were still the greatest at getting fans to hate them I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? Have you have you watched the Heat Wave? It's either 90, I think it's Heat Wave 98, where they basically incite a riot. I don't, part of me just doesn't believe that they inc- like partially incited a riot. A big part of me just believes people say that. You can f- no, but you watch. I've watched it on the WWE Network. Like you feel, mm-hmm. you look look at the crowd. And they're like, oh, like they're genuinely upset now because they're like, you're all pedophiles. <laughs> 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 like it's, and he's like pointing. He just like he's like there's one guy in particular. He's like, come on, big man. And like a guy jumps the guardrails and gets tackled by security. And Bubba Ray talks about how he's gonna like fuck him basically or something about like. No, yeah, the daughter, the mother who teaches her daughter to suck dick. That's by the no way, no one cares though. That's no, at, no, that doesn't. The people are just like, oh shit. No, but oh, that's at. Fuck. It's one of the things is that's at the beginning of something that is a fifteen-minute segment. That's like the thing is like you can show that because it's like oh they took it a bit far and then they all are like oh yeah we took it much too far that night. <laughs> oh yeah, because he just starts calling them faggots. Like and so much and it's also his date in Ohio. Like they're like what. I used to have a brother, and now I have a sister who is that word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that swing state was not swinging that night, you know? I don't understand that reference. It's uh, swing dancing. Good. We're going to put all of Xanta's theme song at the end of this. Because I can only think of one Balls Mahoney promo, and that's where it was on ECW and TNN, and it was like, Balls Mahoney and Axler are getting drunk at a bar. <laughs> it was like, that was the promo. Yeah, it was like... Oh my god. So they go to ECW and they were an amazing tag team because it was sort of the them and Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer's gimmick basically was like he works for this company and he's okay with that. Yeah. And Tommy then, Dreamer's like he's a nice guy and he wants to punch. And yeah, uh yeah. He's a reasonable gentleman and hope he can afford his house payments. Don't worry, his dad's in the mob. <laughs> but here's the thing though. Uh, all right, so Balls Mahoney comes in. Um Yeah, his name is Balls. <laughs> Um, so he comes out to Big Balls by ACDC, cr- whole crowd themes the so- sings the song. Do you remember you remember what he would punch people and they would just yell balls? balls. Yeah, because he kind of it's kind of weird. Balls, balls, balls. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember Hack Myers, yeah. the extreme Shaw, where they would also chant Shaw. Yeah, yeah. So he's like a continuation of Hack Myers, but better, and it's. I don't know if this makes any sense, but it's like he's the ECW hardcore Holly in a way because they just kind of are like. It's a very interesting point. Go on. They just kind of like throw. They're like, oh, everyone here likes getting hitting people hit in the head with chairs. So now you do that and you write shit on the chairs. Get out there, buddy. Whereas heart and hardcore Holly was just like, oh, people like to seem like to seem to like hardcore wrestling so now you're hardcore holly even though your main thing you do is a is a drop kick <laughs> yeah the main thing you do is a really big uh, super kick and or a really big suplex yeah and you have weird testicles according to Mick Foley <laughs> why is he is that the Mick Foley Bob Holly's nuts shoot interview that i've been hearing so much about no it's in his second book he talks about this penis suplex thing what where he's like 
he would put people in suplexes and then intentionally show the house crowd their dick. <laughs> so then I think the story is that they did it to Hardcore Holly and he's like, and he had weird looking balls or something like that. And it's like, very good. Don't body shame Mick Foley. Hey, Mick Foley, your body is the worst. Okay, don't body shame with body shaming, John. There's just regular body shaming. I'm just playing the flute on my microphone. Nice. So Balls Mahoney is, uh, even in his short run, because he thinks... That's the thing is, I always think of him as like being in the upper echelons of the ECW legends a la Sandman, and he was like, was there for two years. He was there for two years, and also... He was there to the end, though. He was there for four years. I was was thinking the end in 99, but you're right. Yeah. 2001. You can kind of just start ignoring ECW in 99, though. Like... uh, Post-99, like, really, Taz leaving, you could probably just not watch ECW. It's kind of sad what It's happened. so crazy that they let him leave. That they let him, what, leave. Taz leave? Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, you're right. Why not? Like, I mean, Mike Awesome was a better choice than Taz, if you kind of look at it that way. The one problem is they needed to give Mike Awesome a haircut, but I agree. They needed to give Mike Awesome a mask, yes. Like, straight up, that guy would have been great in the mask. Oh yeah! If it would like if the, if there was any way to get the ECW fan base to dig a dude in a mask, Mike Awesome would have been great. Just call him Matt Classic and rip off Colt Cabana. That's 10 years good. In the, future, in the past, that's good. Thank you. That's good. But he, uh, Balls Mahoney, was involved in some iconic spots, uh, such as he got powerbound through the table a bunch with the flames. Oh yes, no. There was a lot of flaming tables, a lot of Dudley boys just basically like, we got a staple gun, we're using it on our dicks matches. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and just basically a fat guy in rags. But he wasn't the fattest guy. No, but he was deceptively athletic. Like those are that's what wrestling is great for. You get these deceptively athletic fat dudes, like guys who could have played football at a semi-professional level, like. The entire, like, if I was WWE talent coordinator, I would just go to NFL Europe and just, just try and, who's the weird guy on the team, yeah, and then just get that guy. Who's charismatic? Tyron is. Yeah, who's exactly. that guy? He's the guy over there singing to his penis. Who you? Billy get, Chunks blows chunks every time he sees his own dick. Get that man some black trunks and call him... <laughs> Conrad Valour. <laughs> Valour. 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 KB City. Um, I like his new gimmick where he touches his jeans. Also, everybody, what was Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten's tag team finisher? Two steel chairs to the face. Yeah. One guy get hit by steel chairs stereo because ECW ruled. Yeah. Yeah. Well. He, all right, so they have a big feud with the Dudleys where they're basically just like, these two guys are going to fight the Dudleys. It's much more about the Dudleys kind of fighting someone. than, But Balls is a good hand. Like, he's a good hand for ECW. Yes, and that's... Because he can, by he the way, can wrestle. Not like, the biggest compliment, but also a compliment because there are some people in ECW, Jack Victory, looking at you, that basically just were in a wheelchair. <laughs> yes, but Jack Victory was also like a book or two for them. Like, he actually did like... He was basically like a guy who just worked in the office, but they were like, oh, we don't have enough money. Can you go take a chair shot? He was yeah. like, yes. Only 11 people don't remember the the early part of this decade on this show, Jack. Can you go out? Tommy Dreamer needs to hit someone with a baseball bat filled with 
harsh comments. <laughs> so, all right, Mahoney's with Axel Rotten, and uh, he wins the tag team titles. But with Masato Tanaka. That's the weirdest thing. Masato also, Tanaka. Also, the fun thing about ECW is, where's your tag team partner? Didn't show up tonight. You're in the ring, buddy. Yeah, just random. Because uh, Axel Rotten, for all his, like... Uh, Masato Tanaka is the FMW guy with the crazy scars on his chest, right? Yeah, Masato Tanaka uh, was the guy who took every chair shot and is still looks exactly the same and is fine. And like he's, everyone from this era has died of CTE, and it seems like Ma- Masato Tanaka has so much CTE that he's fine. Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> because his, do you ever, his power up spot was the was he would Hulk up, but with chair shots. Like you would just hit him with the head, like super hard, eighteen times with a chair, and he would just get angry and elbow you. What is wrong with everyone? We should. All right, we'll do. I'm sure we'll do a Masato Tanaka uh, one. Uh, Masato Tanaka. Just, just by the way, for anyone who's going, oh, uh, which one was he? he was like, he was the guy that ta- was originally going to beat Taz and Anarchy Rules uh, for the title, but they switched it to Mike Awesome. One of the reasons was he wouldn't live in Philadelphia. I imply because of the racism. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure Tanaka was just like, no, I don't want to live. Like, can you imagine, like, I don't want to live. Oh uh, well, I guess, I guess you, uh, I guess I'm uh, moving to the states to Philadelphia because there's this company where everyone tells me no one gets paid. Yeah. <laughs> I have to live there. Don't you want to hang out in this bingo hall? You know, Stevie Richards used to wrestle here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they then he forms a team with Spike. My favorite incarnation, by the way. Best use of Spike Dudley. Best use of Spike Dudley by far because it also gave Spike Dudley uh, like a, a muscle a little bit because Spike Dudley was also yeah. always with smaller guys. So then Spike Dudley would get in these trouble. By the way, Spike Dudley's gimmick in ECW was the best where it's basically he just beat the shit out of big guys after getting the shit kicked out of them and then yeah. hit them with the acid drop. That only works if it's really big guys being given this move by a little guy because the idea is, is that he runs up the turnbuckles and basically gives yeah, you a and stunner. It's these, it's these big, huge dudes taking like a basically a f- belly bump on their front, and their uh, and it sounds really good. Yeah, like it sounds really impactful. And he plays like because the Dudleys kind of lose the Hanson brothers thing, but Spike Dudley certainly is the one that retains it. Like he's yeah. always like basically a little Hanson brother from Slapshot, the movie, and up until his debut in WWE, basically yeah. plays it like he's functionally. Yeah, mentally disabled. Like he f- he full on uh, full on pretends to be a Tay Tay, but they win the title. Oh no! So yeah, he wins the title for the second time with Spike Dudley. Uh, they beat the Dudleys, hallelujah! And it's one of those things where the ECW the, the way they book it as the territory they do. Um, the Dudleys eliminate like basically Spike and Balsas as friends. So then. They have to be friends together and fight the Dudley boys. Oh, no, Dylan. Hope it works out well for those two new pals. But uh, that, but that's the good thing about it, though. Like, he, it still makes sense in some way, you know? Yes, which, again, in ECW, massive compliment. The amount of things they did where you're like, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Joel Gertner is the referee now. So... Balls was actually there right till the final days of ECW, including <laughs> losing, starting the team with Chili Willie. 
Oh, do you yeah. remember Chili Willy? I do remember Chili Willy. He was absolutely... Uh, Chili Willy and Kid Cash had a match on t- uh, ECW on TNN. Mm-hmm. And I remember vividly thinking, like, there's no way this lasts. He was <laughs> Chili Willy, who was billed from your hometown. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> I'm going to look up pictures of Chili Willy now. But, uh, yeah, he, he did the entire uh, last days of ECW thing. Because he even jobbed to Easy Money. Do you remember Easy Money? No, I remember Kid Cash. I do not remember Easy Money. Easy Money was just like, oh, this Easy, this Easy Money guy's a jerk. Like that's all anyone could really say. It was just all a disaster by that point. Chili Willy. Oh, it was not Chili Willy who broke his back. Did it, who broke his back? Because Mike Awesome <laughs> just did did his uh springboard jumped to the outside and smashed someone's back against uh against the wall and is against the barricade and the guy's back just snaps and awesome's like fuck yeah i'm fucking awesome man fuck yeah oh man we're i love mike i hope the wwe network hasn't cut out any of the old mike awesome promos where he's like i'm gonna beat the shit out of Of spike i'm gonna beat the shit out of his little fucking cunt girl of course they have they probably haven't though they have to like there's stuff on the ecw pay-per-views that offends me mostly just when they go oh this week sid justice is back oh no that's the that, oh, oh oh yeah you hate Sid Justice so much don't you oh that guy oh look homophobia who cares Balls Mahoney basically does I don't it. care about homophobia my name is John it's not me guys that's this is my voice Dylan is that's dude. John shut up John shut up loves homophobia I don't love it anyway so. Balls Mahoney goes to the independent circuit, probably works for CZW, probably gets a lot of concussions, probably <laughs> starts drinking No, who did he, who did he work for? Who did he work for? W. w- Juggalos. E? Oh, another, oh, yeah, he did work oh, for... Yeah, another Juggalo. He joined the main faction, the Deadpool, with... Shaggy 2-Dope and... Uh, what the fuck's the other guy? Violent guys? J. Violent J. And... Vampiro. Raven. Was Raven in JCW? Of course he was. He uh he also Fuck, had a brief run me. in TNA. I don't understand, by the way, that anyone makes fun of the uh, insane clown posse. Like, they dress weird. Yeah, they're also literal millionaires and have never had a major record contract. I do because they made a song that was like, <laughs> oh, when they uh, they came out and were equals like, MC. Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, you talking about when they came out as Christian and were like, surprised we've been Christian the whole time, and they were like, I'm sick. Even those songs where you were just being like, rape's fine because it was a woman. They're like, yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, no. I mean, mm, I'm sorry. Sometimes you gotta crap crack the peanuts. Sometimes you gotta. There's one pistachio that won't quite open. You know? Is that your violent J impression? Because it's very good. Uh, uh, uh. So. This is all leading up to, of course, WWE CW, where Balls Mahoney comes back. And Balls Mahoney, I would say, is an absolutely integral part. How long does he last in WWE CW? Three years. Next runner-up of ECW originals who lasted was Rob Van Dam with 12 days. (laughs) He, I think the Sandman, he's... I think the Sandman got paid for a while, but they did not keep him on TV very long. No, but like all these guys get like in shape like these guys 
Um, Balls Mahoney gets in shape, but it's kind of like this weird. Like you see him like four years earlier, and he looks like a young man, and then it's and then now it's two thousand five, and he looks like just a fat skeleton somehow. Like so, he comes yeah, in. Yeah, it looks like his skin is being worn by his wife's body. <laughs> But he's he's important because he was one of the guys that I don't think anyone really cared if he lost. No. You just want to see him and Axel Rotten hit people with chairs. You want to sing along to their song. In the same way that Sandman did not need to wrestle. All you needed to do was just play that music. Sandman walks the rings, hits him with a kendo stick, and then leaves. That's all the... No, but I mean, like, it would have... It mattered. All right, like, if they put Elijah Burke over the Sandman, people would... Be fucking pissed at the ECW arena, but if they put Balls Mahoney not over, me, not a racist. What I said, not me, not a racist. You're racist. Not a racist. Yeah, you are. I'm not. Yeah, you are. Um, Dylan, we're taking double breaks in this episode. I feel refreshed. All right, Balls Mahoney's ECW run. I'm gonna say it. WWECW. WWECW. Like. I'm amazed he lasted three years. I don't remember him doing anything. He well, he was just like a good cog in the wheel because they still the it was WWE CW and they basically started phasing everything out and make just making it what NXT is now. Yeah, um, but with Christian, <laughs> but with Christian, but get me Jack Swagger. Who shut up? Jack Swagger was great. Jack Swagger. This time. Jack Swagger. It's always been great. Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger is getting the treatment that the Miz. Everyone talks about the Miz getting where like mm-hmm. he gets no respect. Jack Swagger has always been awesome. He made I'm a racist man, and everyone was like, "Yeah, we're all right with it, actually." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his big comeback was just being like, "What now is the uh, leading thoughts in the United States?" Like, if he had not gotten arrested for pills in that car accident, it would have been huge. And I wonder who gave him those pills. I'm gonna bet. It was Balls Mahoney <laughs> hit with his bag that sounds like a rattlesnake's tail. Because he was brought in. Balls was brought in with... Um, Balls was brought in sorry, with Axel, very clearly. Uh, and then Axel did the Axel Rotten shuffle of just missing a bunch of dates. Yeah. So they have... Axel Rotten, why didn't you show up for TV in Hershey? Uh, because there was a buffet of pussy. <laughs> Because I wanted to do weird pills and <laughs> stick my dick out a window. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about these arms, but they didn't happen for no reason. <laughs> um, Balls Mahoney at this point starts to go from, oh, he's looking a little thin, to, oh, good God. If you want to see a man in the, you know, engaged in drug addiction... His fucking talking head promo during uh, Barbed Wire City or Forever Hardcore, whichever one, uh-huh. he is dying before your eyes. Like it's just oh, like, because like, you like they'll show Balls Mahoney like talking during ECW. He's like, "Hello, everybody, how are you?" And then they go to him. And he looks like he all, he comes off in every interview I've listened to him as like such a nice, affable man, kind of like. He's kind of like Mick Foley, but takes himself a bit too seriously. So Mick Foley. He's just like Mick Foley. (laughs) But Mick Foley is like a very soft-spoken man who you can tell there's some intelligence there, whereas Balls Mahoney is just like the big dude in a group of punk guys who, like, you're like, cool, man. 
you're only here because you're one guy's friend. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Boss Mahoney strikes me as he's the guy who's the bouncer at the like the punk club the teenagers hang out at. In a, like, yeah, in a, in a and kind of thinks he is one of the teens. Yeah, yeah. Like he's always like he's always asking people specifically by name. Like, Yo, Travis, where's your girl Zoe? She's got a nice ass. Like, Zoe's fifteen. Yeah, though, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's cool. I'm I'm thirty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it's not like I think about her when I jack it, <laughs> but she want to give me a suck. I don't look at ID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if she wants to chug it. No worries, you know what I mean. <laughs> she wants to chug one. You guys uh, want to head back to the van? Just burn one down? No balls. All right, well I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the van. No weed, just in the van. Yeah, just reading my diary. Already up to 1997. Hope it gets good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, ECW and Sci-Fi debuts, and um, Balls Mahoney goes into a feud with Kevin Thorne. Oh, good. The guy who, <laughs> his gimmick is, he's a vampire. Now, there is some talk that it was either because it was sci-fi, they had to incorporate a science fiction character, or Vince McMahon thought it would be funny if there was a zombie vampire. Or was He's a vampire. He was a vampire. He was the vampire guy. No, because the first thing they do is they have the zombie come out, the guy pretending to be a zombie, and then Sandman hits him with Sandman a and canes the fucking yeah. shit out of him. Which was at, which wasn't as bad as when they have Eugene come out and Sandman beats the fuck oh, out yeah, of him. Oh yeah, because it's just like because he, he is a, a guy playing like a a child, like he's basically playing a guy with Down syndrome, and Sandman beats the fucking shit out of him. <laughs> now that's good stuff. Here's the thing. <laughs> what the fuck was Eugene is the craziest one of them all where it's like what was the plan with Eugene oh we were going to reveal that it was fake but we yeah. never did because there legitimately three things had the exact same premise at that time there was that episode of South Park where Cartman pretends oh, yeah. to be handicapped and then there's the episode and then there's the entire movie Johnny Knoxville made where the this he pretends to be handicapped yeah the ring to get in the special olympics I watch it on an airplane and let me tell you that movie has no redeeming qualities whatsoever it's not really? like like freddy got fingered you can watch it as an artifact and you're like i see what you were trying to do the ringer you're like oh god <laughs> well so at Dece- december to dismember right yeah uh, also known Balls as mahoney actually beat Someone in a ring. He beat Matt Stryker in a Strikers Rules match. That's right. What were Strikers Rules? I don't know. There are no rules. Yeah, except for specific ones. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go find a mural and talk to Jim Ross. Well, because Matt Stryker, um, Matt Stryker would play the oh, classic see, ECW. He played the classic ECW character. I was just trying to look up Strikers Rules. Um, he oh, played the classic uh, ECW character where he's like, waist locks are really good, guys. And that's it. And then Steve Carino played that, and then Foley. Foley was, Foley the, first, kind of, yeah, Foley was the first guy to do it. And Foley was the best because it's just sleeper holds, and those matches are awful. <laughs> I got to watch some of those. That's so funny, though. So. Foley is is like Chris Jericho, where they just figure a way out to make a thing good. The thing is, is that you're like, oh, I'm fucking bored of this. But the thing you always have to remember is like Foley at that time was like had been a wrestler for like 12, 13 years. Like he was very a very proficient wrestler. Had already been in the WCW. Yeah, and then went to the Fed. Like that's the thing that you're lacking now is these guys could go somewhere not really be seen. Like I never saw McFoley until. 
he debuted as Mankind, and someone's like, oh, that was Cactus Jack, and you're like, who the fuck is Cactus Jack? Yeah. Then you go to Blockbuster Video, and they have one Halloween Havoc from 91, and you're like, holy fuck, what did that guy just do? <laughs> well, yeah, because they also, it's just, the, it's, but it's also the time of, yeah, like you said, never be seen, or like the internet, where it's like, if you want, if I want to, I can watch like, there's a guy who just converted from MMA to wrestling Matt Riddle, and I can watch every Matt Riddle match if I want to. What's his question? That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Not. It's not funny, John. It's not funny. It's not fucking funny, John. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Dylan. Oh, and then, all right, so here's the... Here's the thing with balls. His last match in an ECW ring is... No, sorry, that's not his last match. But no. one of the highlights is, you, do you remember this? Bobby Lashley beats him, the Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. And just take, the, they take out what fucking dicks they have, and they just piss on ECW. So good. He beats all three of them. Because the thing is, is December to December is the last time Paul Heyman is with the Fed up until he came back yeah, with Yeah, and then Lesnar. basically Vince is like, destroy everything. Yeah, burn it down. <laughs> burn down the fucking building because he, and you have to remember by the way that like he hated paul Heyman at this point because paul Heyman, yeah. as it had been revealed like paul Heyman left the first time because he was listening in on raw conversations on a conference call yeah to compete so smackdown would have a better edgier product which was against things so he was listening on to like stock trading business calls that, that sort of stuff and it was discovered and they were like this fucking guy get him out of there then they brought ecw back and they were like, oh, fuck, we need to go get Paul Heyman to do this. And they kept changing things, refusing to let Paul Heyman do anything. Didn't understand why Paul Heyman was doing all these weird, crazy things. Because Paul Heyman was just still catering to just the original ECW fans, not everyone like me who had grown up loving ECW by watching uh, the life and death of ECW like 50 million times on my computer in my apartment. But well, you well. have to do that, though. You have to, for two or three years, you have to cater that original fan and then switch it up a bit which was what he was trying to do but it's like they just never gave it a chance to mm -hmm. succeed oh good god no and it was also didn't help that like rob van dam and sabu got arrested for weed almost right away but then it, yeah but stone cold steve austin got arrested like that who cares that's a oh gimmick. i agree because at the same time stone cold got arrested for drinking a beer in public like that's part of who you are stone cold steve austin got arrested for beating his wife yeah but i'm just saying like so like that's like get like someone someone getting arrested for something that is their gimmick is not the worst fucking thing in the oh, world. Oh, I know, but to Vince who's like not the wife beating. Yeah, he's like But well, Vince, yeah, hates smoking. And by the way, technically that was Steve Austin's gimmick. Nice. No, was it? There was there was that time where remember when Stone Cold was gonna fuck Sable, but then he was like Stone Cold does not deal with women on TV. <laughs> that that's his and then he like it was like oh Deborah's my real life wife before WrestleMania seventeen and that kind of was weird. You're like I don't want Stone Cold fucking anybody. No, they, yeah, I want him to be the Bionic Redneck. Goddamn. Oh, that was the beginning of the end. Everyone forgets it. In a between WrestleMania seventeen and WrestleMania eighteen, it got they, Stone Cold in particular got so shit. Yeah, but that's what they turned him heel. And so. then they had him sing. That's the most egregious. No, thing. that was the best. I watched oh. the SmackDown where he's saying no. it's the fucking best. It's not no, the it best. was the fucking no. best job. Shut up, Katie Vick. Shut the fuck up. Shut up with your fucking... It's not about Katie Vick. It's about Stone Cold Steve Austin being a funny guy. It's not funny. It's annoying. It was great. It's so annoying. Kurt Angle, hilarious. No. Yes. 
Stone Cold was so much better than Kurt Angle. Lance, uh, Lance Storm. Stone Cold singing Kumbaya was hilarious. Oh, fuck yourself. Oh, he was not funny. And he, just wants to, he just wants to hang out with Vince so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> so good. So much good stuff. Balls Mahoney did get one thing in. Like, he actually got a real-life angle before the end of ECW. Did it involve Kelly Kelly and her taking her top off? No, but... Yes, it was Kelly Kelly. Yeah, of course that. it was. <laughs> <laughs> because basically, um, who is it? The Miz has like dancers when he's in ECW. Um, and there's three of them, Layla, Kelly Kelly, and someone else. And uh, Kelly Kelly likes balls, which clearly, <laughs> first of all, nice. <laughs> second of all, um, second of all, it, it, Vince McMahon clearly was just like, get me the ugliest man for <laughs> on, yeah. the, on my television. And then... There was only one man for this job. Um, so he basically is used to shoehorn Kelly Kelly into the product, which have you heard how they found Kelly Kelly? Strip club. It is one of the most disgusting fucking... It's not a strip club. Oh, no, I She was not. literally dancing with her friends at a club. Oh, no. And I, it was Pritchard or Laronitis was like, have you ever thought of being a wrestler? It was definitely Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Why is that so Why is Bruce Pritchard at a fucking club that Kelly Kelly would be at? Because Bruce Pritchard loves cocaine, my friend. Oh, yeah, for sure he does. I can't prove that, but Bruce Pritchard has that body where it's like, you do cocaine and you gain weight. How How do you do that? <laughs> like, he has an Artie Lang in 2008 body where it's like, oh, that's just all the toxins built up. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, he left. Uh, he left on April twenty eighth, two thousand eight. He was terminated sixteen days after his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, uh, balls! Balls, no. get the fuck out! Get the get the fuck out! Now go wrestle with Tracy Smothers in a fucking gymnasium. <laughs> so, all right, so the next eight years uh, are as follows. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> so he uh, goes to Puerto Rico. Uh, has a cup of coffee in TNA. Once again, teaming with uh, Brother Runt. He changes his I name to Balls Keister because <laughs> he can't <laughs> use Mahoney. No, sorry, Balls Cajones. Balls oh, Cajones. I wish it was Balls Keister. Like, why are you changing it to Cajones and not Mahoney? But then he... Because I, I, WWE owned it all. Owned all their names. No, I know. I understand. No, I mean, sorry. And not Cajones. Just like Balls Cajone. Because he's got fucking cojones, baby. Yeah, but then it's Balls Cajone or Ball Cajone. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you trying to apply logic to a man whose gimmick was, he's drunk-er than the Sandman? (laughs) (laughs) His gimmick is possible testicles. Yeah. So he actually actually was in in Ring of Honor for a bit. Oh, my God. Uh, What? He was in Ring of Honor, yeah, in, uh, in 2010. Um, he did a he did a little bit of a, a tussle down with the with the embassy. Um, <laughs> it's just the end of every ECW guy's career is not like they got a job with the office and then they wrote it out f- three hots and a cot and had a good wife and some yeah kids. ECW is just like these men die in flames. Yeah, ECW is like well he didn't die. Because he was trying to choke fuck his wife, so that's a plus. What's the fucking... Yeah. Like, if you get all the wrestlers that ever worked for ECW, <laughs> what do you think the over-under is on them, like, being alive? It's a 60-40 chance. Crazy. 
the idea that's the fact that Sabu is still wrestling is just like someone stop him. Yeah, because it's like it's like the Fed in the eighties, but almost like more so. Well, it's the Fed in the eighties, except for instead of it being like that guy did cocaine, it was like, well, of course that like he did it in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did a bunch of lines off a chair. Yeah. Um, he stopped teaming with uh, Axel Rotten in 2010 because clearly, like, how are you going to see? Literally, we've said this, like, in the short uh, podcast we've done about this man's career 18 times it's come up. And then Axel Rotten just didn't show up for a thing. It's funny that it took him this long. It was like, hey, man, I had three years of making some probably, he probably made six figures in the Fed. Like, he probably did pretty well. Yeah, 100%. Probably could have done a little bit more because they could. They always need tag teams with recognition. Because you had a base salary, and you get performance on top of that. I think personally, he was better off just being a singles guy. Who I just be, just being ECW jobber that it's okay he loses is so valuable because there's so many people that those the the ECW fans will just put up a fucking stink because they're losing. You know, yeah. Like any former champion like even just incredible like a guy like that you're gonna get he's everyone's gonna get pissed if they lose and balls mahoney's the one guy who he can just job him out pretty much repeatedly and they're like yeah well is one of his his moves were punch uh his punch uh fire like fire thunder driver and chair shot like he had no moves he had a big splash from the top that was like like i said he was he was more athletic, but he's just a guy who was presented in that time. Like, he was always the bump machine, so it's almost like his gimmick is flying through flaming tables and getting smashed with shit. And then hitting people in the head with chairs. That, that you just can't do it. Like, because this is during during the, his run in ECW is the Benoit thing happens, right? So he loses his gimmick. Yeah. Even, like, they're not going to do that to their actual, like, Elijah Burke or... Ken Thorne or any of the guys they thought had an upside anyway. They're not going to let a, some fucking old pillhead smoke him in the fucking face. But yeah, they're like, uh, but I, it's also an interesting point that the Benoit thing does happen at this point, and they do also purge of a lot of guys. They're like, yeah. well, you're going to fail a test at some point, so you should just go. But Balls is a, like, all right, so he looks weird, yes, but he's also like one of the un- few unique looking people on the TV show at that time. On ECW, but there, like, but this is regular, the time like, of uh, Snitsky and stuff like that. But the problem is also his moveset was not that deep, and it's also a perception from the fans of yeah. what I want from Balls Mahoney is I want you to play big balls. I want to go yeah, balls. That's balls, that's another thing. Balls, 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 balls. Hit him with a chair, and he leaves. I don't like it's the same thing with Sandman, where it's like Sandman didn't have a diverse moveset. Yep, wasn't looking. For anything from Sandman, I would like him to hit someone in the head with a kendo stick. Yeah, I want him to smoke three cigarettes on the way to the ring somehow. Yeah. I want him to drink two beers on the way to the ring. Just a pants filled with beer, throw beer at people, and I don't get I'm, in the ring. I'm not looking for shot, track pants. Bye I bye. want Zumba pants, and I want to see that tattoo of his own face that's on his arm. <laughs> but that's the thing. like A guy like Sandman, a guy like Balls Mahoney, not Balls Mahoney, but... Sandman's pretty close to the Undertaker, in that like he's an entrance, he comes out, he does his thing. It's almost like oh, he did his key spots, and then he's in the back, doesn't need a title ever. No, I would agree. I would say that Balls Mahoney could have gotten to that stage if ECW had lasted a bit longer, or if he'd been used better in WWE CW. Yeah, but he couldn't. You couldn't do his 
you couldn't do his gimmick because you're not going to register an ACDC song for a guy who's your lower mid card who's no. just going to job most it's so annoying they don't do that because it, it's actually great packaging and it fucking it's a tie-in and you'll get that band to show up and play yeah 100% and you know Motley Crue played on Monday Night Raw and that gave us test and he is now a seven time world champion and destined for the Hall of Fame oh wait no he's dead too <laughs> Well, Motley Crue is playing at the Trump inauguration. No, just Vince Neil. The other ones are not attending. (laughs) Just Vince Neil. Oh, man, I love Vince Neil. Tommy Lee came out with a sex tape. Here's mine. (laughs) It's like, okay, that's cool. No, no, here's two of mine. Here's me doing it with the girl that you also did a sex tape with, and here's me just with some porn stars. (laughs) By the way, best part about that one, their faces are blurred. Vince Neal's isn't. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is me. (laughs) Me. Me, Vince Neal. So um, he does a second tour of our, like, he does pretty well for himself on the indies. Um, I did yeah. see a very sad interview with him before he passed, where it's like him and Axel Rotten, and they're just fucked. Like they're just both. Oh my god! Fucked. Yeah, and well, and like how he died was he was watching Jeopardy lay down and died. Well, when did he die, John? In 2016, Dylan. One day after his birthday. Was it one day after his birthday? Yeah, that guy is, is. He was born on April 11th. So here's the chronology: born April 11th, 1972, right? Uh, what would it be? 35, 36 years later, two weeks after his birthday, he gets fired from his dream job, and then, <laughs> and then eight years after that, dies a day after his birthday. Ugh. This man just hated his birthday. And did he get, did they fucking throw some chairs in the ring on Monday Night Raw and acknowledge his death? I bet you they fucking didn't. They did nothing. He was, he did, uh, he suffered from, uh, quote unquote, C. T E which is Cock Time Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> so um and something that will become a theme, um he is part of the class action lawsuit against the WWE. Um That lawsuit is picking up steam, by the way. A hundred percent. Well, I mean fucking Yeah, they've all these shoot interviews that corroborate this evidence. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying that like if you think Vince McMahon is going to settle, you have not met no, this loot. No, like he, it's no. going to court. He'll, it'll murder his company. No, he's he's gonna fight it tooth and nail. Yeah, but it'll murder his. Like it could take all the money from. <laughs> Why doesn't Dean Ambrose have a theme song anymore? Vince doesn't want to lose this case. Is he's gonna lose? Yeah. What what happened to the third hour of Monday Night Raw? Now it's just, it's just Big E playing a tuba. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to pay for that tuba. Yeah, um, Orlando... Jo- no, damn it. No. You, you uh, fucked it. Don't edit that out. Keep uh, it in. Best thing about Balls Mahoney, Dylan? Ooh, the best thing about Balls Mahoney, I mentioned it many times, his underrated athleticism. As I look over his moveset, did you know two of them top rope moves? Oh, He would hit people with a chair. You would do From a fr- the top rope, very good. Frog splash. He did a leg drop. Always a great one. It's just he he was one of those guys who, like, just when you're like, oh, this guy's an absolute slog, like, punch kick, punch kick, gets hit with chair, gets tired four seconds into hearing the word run. <laughs> um, Can't he could go off the top, and he could any main event at a pay-per-view. Like, this guy did a lot with... I, I don't want to say that he didn't achieve as much as he could, because he did achieve a lot. Like, the guy worked... If you think about it, like... 
I mean, we're comedians. A guy worked consistently. He works consistently for, I mean, oh, so he's in first in Puerto Rico. First in Puerto Rico in 87, and then obviously passes away, uh, but kind of stops working um, in 2015. So that's a very long time. Absolutely. I would say... That's uh, 28 years he was fucking wrestling. Oh, he's an incredibly professional wrestler. I would say that of all the ECW wrestlers, he is... Of all of them, probably the best one where you could go, what is ECW? It's like, look at this guy. And they're like, what the fuck? But there's something about his look and he had a glint in his eye where you're like, I'd like to see what this fucking guy can do. Yeah. Very endearing to the ring. I still say that Axel Rotten more sympathetic in the ring, but... Well, Axel Rotten just had more charisma. Balls Mahoney, you could tell. Balls Mahoney had a thing that, I mean, it's kind of linear thinking, but fuck it, that Mike Awesome had. Where Mike Awesome, um, Mike Awesome had great athleticism. Like obviously, Mike Awesome was not the athlete of Mike Awesome's stature, but they both had a thing where like deceptively athletic, but also not really good at facials. Yeah, just kind of like plain good face. wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, plain face wrestlers. But looked, they looked like they looked like tough guys too. And I think another thing, oddly, that played against Mahoney was uh, you can look at the old picture of Xanta. He looks fucking exactly like Cactus Jack. Like yeah, he looks exactly I didn't like Mick think Foley. about that. Yeah, he looks exactly like Mick Foley. He grows the long hair and whatever and dyes it and stuff. And but it's really still, it's fat. like a fucking, but it's a fucking Chris Hero Triple, Triple H, H thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll do a Chris Hero episode and I'll air my thoughts on that, man. Oh, yeah, because you haven't. 11 different times on this He's great. And he's given up now. It's really sad. Have you ever seen a pic- have you seen a picture of him now? He's so fat again. Have you seen He it? spent his entire career getting to a point where he would be thin enough to get in the fed. He got in the fed and then they they gave him basically Kevin Owens' gimmick before they gave it to Kevin Owens and then he was like fuck this, I fucking hate it, left and now he's fat again. It's so sad. He was so good. Worst thing about Balls Mahoney. Mine would be worst like his last few years, any interview with him, you're like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> so your worst thing about Boz Mahoney is the worst thing about professional wrestling. Yes, but he's the most personification of it. Usually they're he's not. He's the most personification? Everyone get in here. <laughs> Everyone get in here. He said something fucking stupid. Oh, wow, it's great. <laughs> yeah, fucking point that out. I haven't pointed Think out the 11 fucking pauses you do, took. Do, 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 you. Do, do. Fuck you. I'm so I can't wait until you get onto a sitcom and I play this little clip on Twitter and make all the money for TMZ. Do, 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 oh, there's oh, Dylan's doing an impression do, do. of his. I edit mom. the episodes. No, you don't. Yeah, you I do. do. I do. Not me. I do. Ooh, that's you. Ooh, you. Me. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. That's Dylan talking. Oh, fuck. Shit. A woman. All right, go ahead. My worst thing about Boz Mahoney is his promos. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> <very> <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing. No. They're not very good. It's like a guy who's great, but he was a guy who was kind of meant to be muscle number three in the 80s. And I, could, he, I, could I just say this, though? But funny thing about ECW, oddly, not a place you needed a promo even a bit. Because Sandman, terrible at promos. Mm-hmm. Balls Mahoney, Axel, uh, Axel Rotten, terrible at promos. That's true. Devon, not good at promos except for Testify. Yeah. No, Devon was all right. It's like right down the middle of being all right. Like Bubba would do the legwork and then Devon would just say like It's and time that's, to yeah. I hate you. But he would but he would do like kind of like a minute long would be all right. But he Devon could do like 80s promos. Yeah. 
And that's why I disrespect you as a gentleman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are not a nice man. But yeah, ECW didn't need, because they, oddly they kind of didn't made you not need promos because the guys who were good with promos, that's all they would do. And if you weren't good at promos, you're not learning on my television, you just don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because that's how Paul did everything. It's like, okay, what are you good at? You'll do that. Like New Jack. At? Does new, there, do find me a New Jack promo from ECW. There isn't one. It's just yeah, there is. Where? I did the New Jack episode. I put a seven-minute-long New Jack promo at the end. It's great. That's shocking. It's I'm just him in Harlem holding... Oh, yeah. I yeah, know. it's him in Harlem holding a bat <laughs> saying, I'm New Jack. I'm going to kick the shit out of everyone. <laughs> new Jack is fucking great at promos. All those Smoky Mountain promos where he, uh, <laughs> where he, he says... What do you say about fucking uh, OJ? Thank God, another one. He's like, <laughs> this is. The, I would dedicate this match to OJ Simpson. I don't care if he did or didn't. All I know is another what, couple white is dead. Oh, <laughs> just fuck. fucking. Oh man, that affirmative action. Have thing. you read the Grantland interview with uh, New Jack? New Jack walks into the uh, the restaurant and he's w- with the woman. First thing he says is, "No talking to her. She ain't part of this part of my life." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You don't talk about her." Yeah. No, you just don't talk to her. He got a sad bitch. He I got, got some sad pussy. All right. Well, this concludes our Christmas episode. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Wrestler Review. Have a great holiday season and uh, keep fucking listening, you pack of shitheads. Pack of shitheads. Guys, please uh, take your earphones out Yeah. right now. Right now, your earphones are out. If you're on uh, some sort of uh, subway systems, the tube, maybe you call it, maybe a bus. All right, turn it, and now turn the volume right up. Turn the volume right up. Okay. You fuck kids, everyone. (laughs) Everyone on this transit system, you fuck little kids. You want to suck their dicks in their little kid pussies, don't you? Don't you? I've been getting, I can really advance myself in the business, you know, I mean, at that point in the business, I was, my Christmas. whole goal wasn't ECW, my whole goal wasn't to be in a subpar league, not that ECW is or was, my goal was to go to WWF and make money and make myself a star, you know, that's, anybody young, anybody in wrestling wants to be a star and they want to make money and the one place to do it back then when wrestling wasn't at its peak was in WWF, it was, it's still the place to go, am I, am I right, just say yes definitely, or no, definitely, yes. cameraman, you can talk. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's the place to go, you know? So that's my goal, you know? And this guy is in with WWF. You know, it was right in between his contract talks, but he could do a lot for me, you know, if I do good against him. So I'm like, all right, no problem. And I'm like, how about we do this? You do the clothesline finish. Cause Larry, and then Larry interrupts. Okay, Larry's like, all right, Jim, you, meet, you, know, you met John. He's like, yeah, you never call me a Buddhist thing, like, you know, but everyone else, balls. You know, he's like, John. Come here, you fat fuck, you know. We, I call him fat, too. Just don't we call each other. So, um, yeah, I remember, I knew Larry since I was 12 years old, you know. I was like a, like an older brother slash father, you know. So, uh, he's like, look, this is the guy. And I just wrestled that Bill the Butcher. And uh, I, this is when I first started doing my Abbey angle, you know. So, I'm, they put me with anybody who's got suit over name. We're selling out, you know. I'm, I'm, I went with Abbey three times. You know, I saved, I did the run out, saved Lawler. To beat up on Abby, so me and him are going back and forth, Abdullah. You know, I mean, I'm, I kicked out of his fin. I kicked out of Abdullah's cleaver. Nobody on the Independence kicked out of. I kicked out of Abdullah's cleaver, and then we Broadway back to. Then we, you know, we brawled back to the, the locker room and went to no contest. So he's like, "Yeah, this is the kid. I was figuring maybe you can do like a double fight back to locker room." And Doug is like, "No, no, uh, I gotta, I got I gotta 
you know, go up. I'm looking at Larry, I'm like, yeah, it's all right, you know. And I was like, no, 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 look, look, this is my top guy here. This is my top heel, you know. We talked about this. I thought, he was, no, I got, I got to look strong. So I'm like, Mr. Duggan can, I called him, called you, Mr. Duggan. I fucking, this is going to get loud. <laughs> um, so Doug, I go, Mr. Duggan, how about this? And he goes, what? I'm like, look, you do, you know, the ho, and give me the big pop, Okay. And then go one more time. He's like, "All right, I like it." I'm like, "Let me go. You know, take your time doing that. I'll go and I'll get my, you know, I get my gimmick out, get the fluid in me, take my lighter. When you put your hand down again, I'll hit the lighter. Smack, uh, not excuse me. When I go like that and pull back, fall down, and I'll blow the fire, and the fi fire goes up. You know, if, if, if I'm here, the fire goes that way." You know, so if I do that and the fire goes that way, you go down, I could be ho oh, and then give me the ho, oh, boom, I'll take the clothes on over the top rope and scoot out. How do you like that? He goes, kid, I love it. That's great. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, Larry, this kid's great. Yeah, he put, you know, Jim Duggan, man, crazy Duggan, crazy Jim Duggan from fucking Mid-South, man. He was one of the brawlers, you know, he was, you know, he used to be one of my fucking... He you know, is. the guys you liked, you know, he was great, you know, big muscular guy, played football, you know, that's why this fucking pisses me off so much, and I can do this to you now, you motherfucker, so, uh, he goes, when the heat comes, I'll miss something in the corner, give me a clothesline, go for the cover, put the hold on, I'll call some shit for you, I'm like, alright, no problem, we go out there, I, and we don't talk anymore, Right, we got about four more. Ma Intermission comes up. He's going to sell gimmicks. Two more matches than us. So he comes. He comes back from intermission. He's dressed. Goes by himself for the the whole. There's about another 25 minutes. He's disappeared. Nobody can find him. He comes back. Yeah, kid, shaking. He's got a little sweat going. I'm like, oh, he's fucked up on something, right? I'm not gonna say yeah, what this, that, yes, no. Everyone maybe the knows. Iron Sheik knows. Maybe the Iron Sheik knows, yeah. Maybe cause, maybe that Iron Sheik motherfucker knows. I'll do the Iron Sheik later. Um, so, Jim Duggan gets in the ring with me. I don't miss shit. And before his music even hits, hits the ring. Clears me out of the ring. I'm not, I don't even breathe my fire yet, so I breathe my fire on the outside. It's only that. I breathe fire in the middle of the ring. That's my entrance. Big fucking deal. I'm like, all right. I get in the ring, and the first the first spot supposed to be shoot, get on, you know, lock up. I cut him off. I go to shoot him in. He reverses me. Or no, I shoot him in, duck my clothesline. He hits me with three running clotheslines. Cut him off. I punch him. I punch him. I shoot him in, and he reverses me. So I go with the reverse. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm coming back and I'm looking at him going, duck, 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 duck. And I'm ducking with my arm. I figure I'm doing the running, right? So I go, duck. And he stands there like this. Uh, and I, so I come at him. He's standing straight up. So I, and he's not moving. He's not sticking his arm out. He's standing there. He's not like getting ready for, he's like, like ready to go, hey. You know, that's what he's standing. I went, mother. So I throw my arm like this. People go, oh, because they've been waiting all day to see Duggan kick my ass, you know? I hit the ropes, I come off, he clotheslines me once. He clotheslines me twice. I stand up to feed him the third time, he looks at me. So I backpedal, take the bump out of the ring. What the fuck? And I remember the second and third. All I know is the second spot, right. And these, these are his spots, he calls them. He blew the second one. He really blew the third one. It just got so bad, I said, he goes, all right, kid, this just sucks, just take the heat. I'm like, you're right. Shoot. 
Pow. I need a camera. Just come here. I need a camera. Wrestling. Psychology 101. Rest holds. Sit down in the chair, son. I have to do this to explain the story properly. We're in front of a thousand people. There are no cameras. Yeah, that's right. I'll use him for something later. Okay. Yeah, then you're definitely going to use me. Ah, shut up. You're, I, I'm talking. <laughs> um, put a rest hold on. You have to make it look hurt, right? You have to make it look real. So I put a rest hold on him. That's a chin lock, right? It's a chin lock. It doesn't yeah, hurt, right? No, seriously. Come no, on, no, stop fucking. No, this is a shoot interview. No, it doesn't This hurt. doesn't hurt. This is where you talk spots, blah, blah, blah. So he, clothesline, boom, he goes down. I go, Zah! Now, do that to me. Put the chin lock on. He comes up. Now, mind you, photographers, he goes, leave it there. Loosen up. I go, Mr. Duggan, I put my arm back up like this. I go, it's the heat. He goes, Ted, I said loosen up or you're going to get hurt. I snapped. I went, Mr. Duggan, whatever the fuck you want, let's go home. He's good. fuck you, come back right now. Is what I said, come the fuck back. I'm pissed. I'm I've already been to Puerto Rico. I know the tricks. I got a knife in my bag. I'm like, this motherfucker's going to fuck with me. And no, you know? I'm like, fuck this business. I don't need this shit. It's been a long day. I've been up for like a day and a half. I was setting up the fucking ring. I took the ring down. I brought that ring back to storage. I showed up at this show. You know? And I'm like, motherfucker. Do the comeback. Boom, boom, boom. No! Here comes the clothesline. Wham. Wails me with it, really. Whack! Motherfucker. Shit. Exactly what happened. He's there. <laughs> Threw my lighter out of my hand. Literally did this. Here's the lighter. I went. He went. And I spit fluid. So I'm like, all right. I didn't do shit. I did everything I could for this guy. He's gonna do this. Fuck this business. It's over. So I stood up, sat against the ropes like this. He clotheslines me to go over the top rope, really stiff. Did that to him, rolled out, and said, I'll see you in the fucking back, and I walked back. Now, straw hat guy from ECW Arena, those guys, they were there. They were at every WWA show I ever did, and they went, oh, fuck, because <laughs> they knew me. You know, those guys drank with me. They're like, oh, no. I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm a nice guy, but uh, fuck that, man. I've had enough problems. I've done enough shit in my youth to really be fucked up and, you know, almost go to jail a lot of times. So I'm like, hey, motherfucker, and I got, I, I got, when I soon I got, motherfucker, boosh, one wall, boosh, and I'm hitting wall, poles, and shot sheetrock, not a big deal, right? Then, boom, a hole and panel over sheetrock, hole, I get in the back, I'm like, motherfucker. Fucking shit, God, I'm, I'm flipping out, I'm throwing shit, and Bundy's there going, Johnny, what the fuck happened? I'm like, that motherfucker, God, fuck this business, Chris, I'm done. That was it, I quit. That was the end. You almost made me quit, you fuck. That was it. Fuck it, I had a job on the boats, for charter boat season, make enough money to live for the rest of my life, fuck him. This is, this is personal now. He fucked me, uh-uh. So, here comes fucking Larry. Gotta do Larry properly. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that abortion, John? Fuck! 
I'm like, don't fucking ask me, Larry. And he, then he looked at me. Because at first he's joking. He's like, something must have happened, you know. And he took one look at me and goes, Christ, what the fuck happened out there? And I'm like, what the fuck do you think happened? You're over there getting him fucked up and he can't even do a fucking match. He's blaming me. He's threatening to fucking hurt me. Goddamn mother. I'm, you know, ugh, you can imagine what's coming out of my mouth. So here comes Duggan. And I, caught, and I went in my, and then Larry's like, Sean, just go in the fucking room. Just go in the room, calm down. I'm like, all right. Go in the room. And now I got, I got some tears coming, man. That's it. You know, everything I've worked for since I was a kid. You know, most kids, most people start their training in college. I started my training when I was 12 years old. I knew what I wanted to do in my life, and I sacrificed everything for this fucking business. I still sacrifice for this fucking business. And now I could, I could have so, you know, I could have taken some big money deals and be living in a fucking mansion in spring. Like I live in a fucking one room town. I live in a one fucking floor, two be two, two bedroom. One bath townhouse, okay? That's where I live, all right? Because I sacrifice for this business to make myself good and to try to do the best I can. And I'm outspoken. That's why I'm doing this shoot. So, nothing comes in the back. I, I'm calm. I'm calm. So, Duggan comes in the back. Larry grabs me. He brings us into, like, the little, like, bathroom shower area. Now, everyone in this locker room is... They're fucking, they're like, oh, fuck. Because Duggan, you know, Duggan's got a fucking certain rep of his own. You know, Duggan can fucking go. But I, I would have killed him. I'll tell you this right now. I would have killed you. I wouldn't have beaten you up. I wouldn't have, I would have killed, you would have been ended. I would have ended your life, all right? And you're going to find out why. I'm like, Mr. Duggan, I don't know what the fuck happened. I go, hey, Jim, I don't know what, what happened, Jim. He goes, Larry, give me this fucking green asshole. He blows every goddamn spot in the match. How the fuck am I? And I went, you know what? You stay right fucking there. I go in my bag. I went, this is fucking Flick the switchblade this long. And I'm like, you mother... And I got it here. Uh, if you know how to hold the knife, you hold the knife like this. Blade this way, pointing out. You can slash, you can stab, you can block, cut, anything. Right? Aikido's training. Bundy saw me come out of the room. Duggan saw my eyes went... I was like, you mother... And Bundy just hooked me, grabbed me, threw me in the room, locked the door from the outside. So now I'm stabbing the, the, the room. This is stuff I was told not to talk about in the last shoot. Not by RF, but this is stuff I never told anybody. I'm stabbing the fucking walls. I cut myself in my arm pretty bad. There it is. Um, I went fucking ballistic. That was it. I was going to kill him. Three minutes after they threw me in the room, Bundy opened the door. I'm like, where the fuck is he? The knife, knife in my arm, okay? <laughs> where the fuck is he? He was gone. Larry didn't pay him. He got his bags, did not get dressed, and left.